Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Miss Diva's podcast. This is Amanda, aka Miss Diva. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope everyone is having a wonderfully delightful, pleasant day. All positive vibes, all positive energy. Um, I am back with another podcast for you guys. I am going to be uploading, I'm hoping to upload at least once a week, maybe twice a week for you guys. Um, still just doing research, trying to get content and topics that would be interesting um, to everybody. And I just am thankful for everybody who has listened to the podcast so far. It is very appreciated. And I hope so far everybody's 2022 is going well. Hope everybody is staying safe in these COVID streets. And we are just going to jump right into it and get started on today's topic. I was on Instagram and I follow a couple, Kadeem and DeVal Ellis, who also have a podcast. I think their podcast is called The Dead Ass Podcast. I'm not 100% sure, but you can search for them on their um their social media by their names, Kadeem and DeVal Ellis. And in their podcast, they're a married couple. Um, They have four beautiful children. And, you know, they were just discussing different things in reference to, like, marriage. And so one of the questions that DeVal asked was, why would you marry a man with a high sex drive if you have a low sex drive? Basically asking if sex for the woman becomes a chore why is monogamy one of the things that is requested by a woman, especially if she's expecting to be in said monogamous marriage and her husband not look outside of the marriage? This topic was brought up in a group that I'm in as well, um, Black Mom Magic Group, just an open forum for, for mothers to discuss different things. And... Some of the women was just like, well, nobody said the sex is a chore. Um, what you know, and everybody's marriage is different. So, what is it in their dynamic made it so that the husband felt like you know sex was a chore for a woman? Now, I did watch that podcast with Kadeen and Deval, and she did say, hey, you know, we had married young. And, you know, I don't feel like sex is a chore, but sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes, you know, I don't want to just have you pounce on me. You know, I just, I don't feel like sex is a chore, but sometimes I just don't want to have sex. And if I was just like, but if sex is, you know, if you don't want to have sex, then why do you, you know, demand monogamy? And Kadeen says, you know... I didn't demand for you to marry me. I told you what I wanted and either you can, you know, oblige by that or you can go elsewhere. I don't feel like that's a threat. I feel like I gave you what my expectations were. And if you didn't feel like you could meet those expectations, then, you know, you you were more than welcome to leave. So from that statement alone, I guess the conversation needs to be. Should expectations and boundaries be discussed before something like marriage is on the table? And I say that from the retrospect of apparently if you've gotten to the point in your relationship where marriage is on the table, engagement is on the table, there needs to be talking points that are important like the needs of said partner, the expectations mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially 
um, what roles each person is going to play in said relationship and how you guys want to facilitate, you know, struggle times, i.e. somebody loses a job, i.e. an unexpected pregnancy, i.e. your, your mother-in-law's over here being disrespectful. How do you want to move forward? There should be a bunch of different conversations. I don't, me personally, I don't foresee that just all of a sudden once you get married, everybody's sex drive goes into hyperdrive. Because what's not normally discussed is there are a lot of women who want to have sex a lot. And when they vocalize that to their partner, you know, they're either shamed for it or it's all these follow-up questions. But when men want to have sex all the time, it's sort of kind of looked at as the norm. I know for me personally... I would like to be in a monogamous relationship where my partner would like to have sex at least once, twice, or three times a week if possible. But I'm going to take it to consideration that maybe maybe my partner has had a bad day. Maybe my partner doesn't want to engage in sexual activity. And maybe, you know, they just want to be comforted because they've had a bad day. And... I kind of would want that same thing reciprocated, especially if you're at a serious standpoint in your marriage or leading towards marriage. Like those should be regular conversations. I don't under, I guess I don't understand why it's like, why should it be a chore? Sometimes I know you, <laughs> I've heard stories where like older aunties or whatever, it's just like, look, even though you tired, just go ahead, lay down, let him do what he's going to do so that you can get some peace. I've actually heard that conversation on TikTok as well. And so I guess it goes back to as as a man, do you want your partner, your your woman, the woman you love, the mother of your children, if that's the case? Do you want her just laying down so that you can get off just so that you can just so she can have peace? That doesn't. It doesn't seem like it should be enjoyable for the man at that point. There's a lot of conversations about, you know, a man satisfying a woman. Are those conversations even happening? Or do men automatically assume that because they have a penis that they they automatically satisfy a woman? Is it conversations like comfortable, open, honest, vulnerable conversations with the woman in a relationship about what her needs might be sexually? I don't I don't know if those conversations are actually happening. Like open dialogue, like hey, sexually this is what I need from you without your partner and or the male partner in that relationship taking offense. Um <laughs> I can tell my business as long as I don't use names. Okay. Um I had a situation where I was involved with a guy and I had to teach him how to physically and sexually please me. And it took a little while for me to open my mouth and kind of say, hey, don't do that, but do this so that I can get where I need to be because I'm going to make sure you get where you need to be. And it took mm, takes about, what, 21 days to make and break a habit? It took about 30 to be able to teach him how to go about satisfying me where to I can't where I could
could have like an open dialogue discussion and tell him like, hey, this is kind of what I need. This is what I like. And it would be as soon as I'd walk in the house, I was able to relax. I was able to feel comfortable. I was able to like be in the situation and be feminine and allow him to sort of kind of lead where we were going to go. And we both would be so sexually satisfied that there wasn't, it wasn't, we were not left feeling like we needed to search outside of that relationship for our needs to be handled. So every marriage is different. Every relationship is different via it be a hetero um, relationship or, you know, if you're a part of the LGBTQIA community, um, every relationship is different. So you have to adjust and gauge how you are going to go about your partnership. And maybe, maybe we need to be working more on communication versus, hey, I don't want to be, why are you demanding to be married if sex is going to be a chore? Relationships are not always about just sex. And, um, especially lately on TikTok, because TikTok has just been going wild about relationships and expectations and things of that nature. But I really think communication and comprehension needs to be more of the talking points when you get to certain things like, hey, why would you ask a man to marry you and then sex become a chore? And then you'd be mad if he cheats. Well, cheating and fulfilling your partner's needs are two totally separate topics. So I think if we stop blurring the lines across subjects and address each issue for what it is, face value, then maybe we can try to find some resolve. And I can only speak for myself as a black woman within the black community who has only ever dated black males. We need to kind of like have the hard discussions and then figure out resolves. And I mean, personal resolves at that. Like if I know me personally, if I have an issue with being vocal before being intimate about what my needs are, then I can't be mad when my partner is not satisfying me. That's male and female. If I'm going into a situation with somebody and I need to be able to voice my intent, like, hey, you know, we're just having fun. We're being cool. We're being playful. You know, if we're intimate, great. If we're not, it's not going to affect our relationship. Or, hey, I want, I'm dating with intent because I would like to get married. Like, those things are important things to discuss. Those are important things that need to not only be said, but the person listening needs to be able to receive and comprehend and address like, hey, you know, my partner said he or she wants X, Y, and Z. So am I um, aware of their needs? Am I facilitating their needs? And hey, are they facilitating my needs? It becomes very complex and difficult when there are certain, I guess, phrases and certain, um, when people are putting certain expectations or boundaries in place, if you take that boundary offensively, then maybe you need to do some reevaluating for why you took that boundary offensively. Or 
address up front that, hey, this is how I want to move forward. This is how I want to be perceived. This is how I want my relationship to work. Is my partner somebody that communi- can, can adequately communicate and comprehend what I'm saying? And I, am I able to sit in that same seat and understand and communicate what my partner is saying to me? Can we come to... um like a level in our relationship where we're understanding our needs and we're able to facilitate and move forward as a unit and not separately. There's a lot of things that can be unpacked when you, when you're talking about expectations in marriage or expectations in relationships in general. As individuals, are you able to make yourself happy? Therefore, when you come together in a partnership, you can make y'all's life happy. Like there's there's a lot of different play, pieces. And I think that once in our community, we can stop pointing the finger at like the blame and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to go sit down with a therapist and unpack this. Am I acting this way towards my partner because it truly is a problem? Or am I acting this way with my partner because of an insecurity that I have that I need to deal with instead of projecting on he or she or she or she or he and him or however you identify? Is the issue really with me or am I projecting an insecurity on my partner? I'm learning more about um, love languages and kind of you know, learn your partner's love language. Because something as simple as, hey, you know what? It it doesn't have to be a $150 bouquet of flowers. But I happened to be out today and I saw a yellow flower and I remembered that's our favorite color. So I picked up a $6 little thing of sunflowers just to see a smile on her face. Um, I know that I was involved with the guy and I specifically remember him saying that there was like this cookie that he's always liked since he was a kid. And, um, you know, it just brought back happy childhood memories. And one time I just happened to be in the store and I saw cookies and, and he liked apple juice too. And so one day I called him and was like, hey, you busy? And he was like, no. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm in your neighborhood. I want to drop something off to you. And he was like, what? I was like, I just want to drop something off to you. I don't, I don't really want anything. And I brought it to him and he was so happy. Because it just happened to be, I remembered something that made him happy. And I showed up, not not provoked, not begging, you know, not being begged to bring him something. But it's the little things that always matter. Everything doesn't have to always cost an astronomical amount in order to show your partner that you care. Even something as simple as, hey, let's pop some popcorn and let's 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 talk about your day or let's talk about, you know, how you're feeling about things. Those conversations matter for male and female, regardless if you're heterosexual or part of the LGBTQIA community. Communication is always going to play a factor in how your relationships move forward. Not even just romantically, now that I'm thinking about it, but your friendship circle and your family circle. That the the communication and the comprehension of the communication that's being had is going to always be important. And so I guess the, the question that I leave you guys with is, should you automatically ask your partner when you're getting into serious relationships how their communication will be with you versus saying, hey, you're demanding monogamy. Why are you asking for that if sex is going to be a chore? 
that's a loaded question in my opinion. Because the truth, guys, women love to have sex. A lot of sex, actually. And if you are the man that makes her feel comfortable and safe, your sexual needs will never even be an issue. Now, yeah, some days do women not want to have sex? Absolutely. The same way some men don't want to have sex every day or every week or two or three times a week. But if you're adequately communicating and making each other feel safe within your partnership, I think that you will be overall sexually satisfied. But that's just my opinion. I know that um, I can speak from experience and really just talk about my own experiences and how everything you know played out for myself with hopefully not not exposing too much of my business but I hope that everyone um can understand where I'm coming from and I hope you guys have a wonderful positive day this is Amanda from Miss Divas podcast talk to you guys soon